Why is the biggest risk to your portfolio not market gyrations, but legal threats, even if you've never faced a legal problem in your life? I'm Brian Ellis, and I'll tell you right now in episode number 42. You're listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio, America's only podcast exclusively for affluent, self-directed investors, where each day of the week you receive innovative investment strategy and deadly accurate market analysis that's untainted by Wall Street and unblemished by government propaganda, all in seven minutes or less. Coming to you now from iTunes, Stitcher, and SDIRadio.com, here's your host, Brian Ellis. My friends, last night was not one of my finer moments. My lovely wife, Carol, had a last-minute need for something from the grocery store, and being the loving husband I try to be, I offered to pick it up for her. So I'm pulling out of the driveway when I hear a huge crunch. Instantly, I know that sound. I've collided with another vehicle. Now, much to my shame, this particular vehicle was sitting still in my driveway. It turns out that my children's nanny had a friend over to visit, and her friend's car was sitting right in the pathway of my exit. Thankfully, there was nobody in the car, and the only thing that got hurt was a passenger side door. So in the grand scheme of things, it's no big deal. That's what insurance is for. But it got me to thinking. What if that accident had been on the interstate at high speed? What if somebody had been hurt? Or what if the other party was just in a foul mood and wanted to give me trouble? More importantly for you, what if all of that happened to you? My friends, if you're a regular listener, you've doubtlessly heard me referring to the risks of prohibited transactions in your IRA or even the pay status issue. If you're not familiar with these issues, it really doesn't matter because the bottom line is this. Both of those issues lead to a circumstance where your retirement savings can be targeted if you're on the losing side of a legal battle, and that's a very bad thing. And for those of you whose wealth is in a vehicle other than an IRA, 401k, or similar retirement plan, such as a bank account or a normal brokerage account, well, your wealth is inherently exposed to legal threats at all times. So what I'd like to do with you today is to help you understand the nature of legal threats and why it's an issue for you no matter how careful you are and no matter which kind of account you're using. Because, my friends, even the stock market isn't likely to go up in smoke entirely overnight, but it's entirely possible that one freak accident could happen which costs you your entire nest egg, and yet it simply doesn't have to be that way. And by the way, if you have minor children the liability for their actions will almost always fall on you as well. So it's not just your actions that you have to guard against. So let's dispense with two myths right away. Myth number one is that you only have to be concerned about protecting your assets if you live in a high-risk lifestyle. You know, maybe you're in the public eye a lot or you are in a litigation-prone business. That sort of stuff. Well, that's not true, my friends. All you have to do is be in a motor vehicle accident or have some stranger slip and fall on your property and suddenly... You've got a lawsuit that must be defended and which could result in a big judgment against you if handled improperly. Now, myth number two is that insurance is all you need to protect yourself. This one is particularly heinous because the insurance companies frequently imply this to be true. Yet what you'll find upon close inspection is that every insurance policy has limits, both to the amount that the insurer must pay and to the types of claims for which they're liable. So if your policy has a $1 million limit and you face a judgment of $5 million, you're out of luck for the other $4 million. Similarly, your insurance company can deny claims you make if you're not in absolute compliance with every requirement they set. So if you're judged to be negligent somehow, it's entirely possible you'll be left out in the cold, so to speak. But insurance does play a part, for sure. We're not going to address that issue today because it's easy enough to call a local insurance agent and get their assistance with managing your basic risks. But here's the thing about insurance. It actually does nothing to discourage other parties from taking legal action against you. 
In fact, it encourages legal action as insurance companies have deep pockets and make for a very juicy target for judgment-happy financial vampires who would rather steal your wealth than make their own. So let's look at asset protection from a totally different point of view. Two different points of view, actually. Point of view number one is how to discourage any potential legal foe, such as the person with whom you or your child has a fender bender, or that person who trips on an invisible pocket of air on your property and breaks their leg. Well, how to discourage that person from pursuing claims against you to begin with. And point of view number two, how to make it difficult for legal foes to take your stuff even if they win in court. Now, truth be told, it's pretty obvious I'm not going to have enough time today to cover both of those points, so I'll likely extend this topic into tomorrow's episode. But before we cover either of those, I'd like for you to understand how the legal process works at a high level. So, you're driving down the road one day and you have a traffic accident. The cars are banged up, but it doesn't appear anyone is seriously injured. But then, a few days later, there's a knock at your front door where a local sheriff has come to serve you with a notice of an impending lawsuit from the other party. So what's happened in the meantime is that the other party, we'll call that guy Surly Steve, well, Surly Steve has written down the telephone number of every lawyer that advertises on TV and has called them to shop his claim against you. And what Surly Steve is hoping to find is a lawyer who will only charge a percentage of the winnings, but not charge Surly Steve any money up front. This is called working on retainer. So why would a lawyer do that? Well, two reasons. First, Surly Steve must have a case that can clearly be proven. And after all, you did run into his car and you were cited for that accident. Plus, Surly Steve built up a bunch of medical bills that can be clearly tied to the accident, so there's a lot of money in play. And second, Surly Steve's lawyer, we'll call him Larry the Lounge Lizard, he checked you out. He did something called an asset search against your name, and what he found was very appetizing to him. He found that you have cash accounts at your local bank. He found that you have a home with a lot of equity. He found that you have hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars in a retirement account. He found that you have new cars and other assets. In short, what Larry the Lounge Lizard found out was that you are a very target-rich environment for lawsuits. And he knows it will be very much worth his time to take you to court because you have so many assets he can target if he wins. That's why in tomorrow's episode, episode number 43, I'm going to expose some strategies that you can use to make yourself far less interesting to Larry and make it far more difficult for him to take your assets. Earning profits is only half of the battle, my friends. You've got to keep those profits, too. Until tomorrow, remember, invest wisely today. Live well forever. Thank you for listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio with Brian Ellis. Don't miss a single episode. Be sure to subscribe to Self-Directed Investor Radio right now on iTunes, on Stitcher, and at sdiradio.com. Your feedback is always welcomed via email at feedback at sdiradio.com. This show is for entertainment purposes only and is not intended as legal or professional advice for your situation. Content is the property of the Self-Directed Investor Society.